0: To the Offbeat Sports Podcast. Uh, today, we're joined by uh, Tommy Curran, uh, Patriots reporter
1: for NBC Sports Boston, and uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having on.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Cross. What's up, Bobby? How's it going?
1: No room. Um, so we're gonna get uh, today. We're gonna get into some Brady stuff, and then Patriots uh, QB uh, room for next year. Um, talk about a little of that. Uh, so we'll start with Brady. Uh, just won his seventh Super Bowl. Got a seventh ring. Um, he's killing. I mean, he's, 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 an old dude and he's still killing it out on the field. So, I mean, what do you think we'll see out of him? Like next couple of years?
0: I mean, it's astounding. And I think that what's interesting is how the perception over the course of time has been always, oh, he's, he's old, his skills are declining. And as people were saying that I'm like, can, can you tell me where? tell me what he's not doing as well. And we saw it in 2014, people said, say, well, he's not as accurate. And I'd say, look who he was throwing to in 2013. 2019, we had the same conversations, he's, he's slipping. And had it not been for his birthday, I think people would have fixated more on the reasons instead of going the easy way out and saying that he's getting older. So as we saw on Sunday night, the velocity is still very much there the accuracy is there, the competitiveness is there. He's certainly more than fast enough to move around the pocket and shifty enough. So I think he goes as long as he wants to go.
1: Yeah. And I think he's I actually time. getting faster as he gets older. It's
0: kind of odd. Agrees. Quickness is, is really good. And I've, you know, I've known him for a long time and I know Alex Guerrero well, and I know the work that they go through to make sure that the quickness is what they concentrate on. So He's gonna go as long as he wants to go.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't see him slowing down. Like you, like you said, his competitiveness is like can't doubt it. Like there, it's probably higher than anyone else in the league. Yeah, now he, he, he's not gonna stop, and he's like he's not gonna stop until he knows like, yeah, I can't win anymore. Like,
0: what will probably precipitate his leaving would be, family stuff. Okay, I have a fifteen-year-old now and he's a soft and and he's a sophomore and he's a quarterback and I want to watch his games or my daughter's you know involved in soccer and you know it's too much on my family right now my kids are at an age where I mean you guys it's interesting you guys are young enough still you kind of need a family and strong and solid parental presence certainly in your first seven years but you kind of really need it from the age of 12 to 18 too Mm -hmm. and these kids are approaching that age wild enough to think about so i would think that those will be factors that would be weigh on him as much as oh shit my arm hurts
1: yeah yeah he he, well yeah he has a big family man and uh, i've been watching some of his like uh, i watched some of it or some of his interviews leading up to the super bowl and a lot of like a lot of the reporters were asking a lot of like deep questions about like how his family deals with it and he was like He's like to that, like right now to them, that's just like our regular lives. Like they don't mm-hmm. know anything different. Like, and I, I thought that was interesting that he was just like he's like. I mean, all they know is like like me doing this, playing football. So, and I think it'll actually be like weirder for the family when he's actually around and home, all the, like for more time. Like when he's retired, and I, and then then when he's still playing football, and I, I just thought that was interesting. To the reporters like we're going after that point when. And he was like, it's all they know. <laughs> but um and and that's the weird yeah. thing too,
0: is it, I mean that's it's the central part of their lives. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I've, I've become close, you know, over the years, known him as long as I have with Mr. Brady and his mother and you know, his sisters. It's it's something that like with your family, both of yours, Bobby and Cross, like what do you rally around? Is it holidays? With this kid, it's like season openers training camp super bowls i mean they have all these events that the family gets together at so it's it's really interesting it's a different life
1: yeah i was i was reading something on instagram and it was like um brady's kids it's like going to grandma's house every time they go on the super bowl stage it's like (laughs) a yearly event yeah i thought that was funny because like it's like they, they're just—they're so used to being like in just the Super Bowl, like right. not, not just at football games, like in like the, the, the football game, like exactly. It's it's, it's incredible. Inc- like that—that's an incredible life for them, and I don't think they want it to stop anytime soon. I mean, I'm sure they enjoy going to all that stuff. Um But yeah, so now we uh, I kind of want to talk about like Brady's like legacy when he is retired. So like, do you think Mahomes could catch him like greatest of all time? Because I no. think we have no doubt uh, great Brady's greatest of all time now.
0: Well, I mean, there's, there's two different conversations. Here. Greatest of all time is one thing, and I think that Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I think that's demonstrated by longevity and performance and big game performance. I mean, is he the greatest thrower of all time? Is he the most talented, the most athletic? Those are all these things that get that enter into it. To me, I define it as this, guys. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. And he's the greatest teammate of all time. He's not the greatest athlete of all time. I've seen that get thrown. Oh, yeah. And the bizarre shit that gets thrown back. What about Michael Phelps? What about Serena Williams? I mean, we're talking in those instances about very niche sports that 5% of the populace takes part in at a high level or even a competitive level. So it's hard for me. They are the most dominant, Serena and Michael Phelps and Carl Lewis and Tiger Woods for a period. Jack Nicklaus, but this is totally different. To me, this is the greatest performer in team sports history. Not the most dominant because I think LeBron physically is a more dominant player in his game.
1: Oh, yeah, but yeah. this is
0: the most accomplished performer in professional sports history. So that's his I would race, agree. Yeah, he's as far as I yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, he definitely like, he's just he just killed it every year, every, like, I don't remember like a year, single year I was, or maybe 2019, but like, remember a year like, Oh, Brady sucked. Like he he's the reason we're not winning games like that. I would, I don't remember a single like time or maybe even a game that like I was like Brady's literally the reason we didn't like, we didn't win that.
2: Absolutely. Uh, it's just, and it's, it's a team yeah. sport too. You got to think too. So he's, when you have a goat conversation, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you do talk about like the Phelps, the, the woods, the Serena's, and then you talk about the team sport goat and like Tom, like you said, he's one of the best teammates of all time. When you look back and he, like you saw it going around the media this week, 11 PM, every night, we will win this game. Mm-hmm. And like, as a, as a football player in college right now, and as I've had all my life, if I have someone on my team texting me that and just, it just, it gets me like emotional and like, like it's, like it makes me want to Make run, run through you know? yeah, a exactly. wall. <laughs> so when you take the stuff like little things like that, the little things add up over, what, 21 seasons now going into 22, mm-hmm. 23, he just brings the same intensity every week, every day. He's, he's probably
0: in the weight room right now
2: working on it's funny, in everything he funny to do, TB12, you know?
0: In 2015, um, when the Patriots lost to Denver and the Super Bowl was in San Francisco um, – you know, I went out there anyway to cover the game. And while I was there, I went to San Mateo to his family's home um, to sit down and talk to his dad. And his dad told me during our conversation that we used on Quick Slants that week that his son has in his weight room, you know, one of those clocks that you can set and his weight room counts down to kickoff of the Super Bowl the next year. So oh, wow. you're probably <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> so, that that's <laughs> he just
1: like that that's his only motivation he's like i don't really care about like right like that's why into the big we're getting to the big game like he was the fifth seed he's like and that doesn't bother me he's like all right we'll just beat them all in the playoffs like
0: i mean they have to win four on the road against breeze mahomes rogers and well Mine again. And then, not, yeah, I, mean, I was talking about <laughs> actually, my
1: dad was talking to me about that. He's like, it's like, honestly, this may be go down and go down as his best Super Bowl because, like, or even like one of the best Super Bowls of all time for like, because just because of all the people he had to go through to get there. Like, that, yeah. that, that, like, other than like the Heineke guy, even who, though he played well in that game, like, just the names he had to play to get there and then win the game, like, those are like that's just a legendary lineup, like right there, like unbelievable. Between those four, like th- those four guys, it's like, wow, like the fact, like the fact that he got there, never mind won the game, is just incredible. Because everyone doubted him. I was, I was like, I don't know why people are doubting him. That's just gonna feel the, like feel the flame even more. And now he's gonna just go out there and kill it, and he did, and he did his job. Mahone, like, you, and people can make excuses about the refs and like the offensive line, but like the Buccaneers played a better game and like, you can't, you can't take that away from them. They won like that. They won fair. Like I feel like they won fair 100%. and square. So, yeah. 100%. So, uh, yeah. So if we want to get into, I think we can get into um, maybe a uh, Patriot or Patriots QB situation for next year. Uh, I read, a, I read a couple of your articles um, about like the QB situation and, um, this one uh, um, that I have pulled up right now is uh, like you talk, you you broke down pretty much uh, every like potential Patriots QB for next year mm-hmm. uh, and like their fit. Um, so I found it interesting. So you uh, I know two, two of the guys that you seem pretty high on in this article were two former Patriots QBs Garoppolo and Brissett. If you want, do you want to talk about that a little bit, like uh, sure. why yeah, those I'm, why you feel they fit
0: best? Philosophically cross when you look at it, okay, how do you do it? How do you staff this position? When we look at the group of quarterbacks who were just in the playoffs, both conferences, they were either future Hall of Famers or first-round picks, high first-round picks. So what does that tell you? Okay, if you want to be in the playoffs, you're going to have to either find a Tom Brady or a Drew Brees type player, and I think those are the only two who – who are not first-round picks, We spend a high first-round pick. Well, is Mac Jones at 15 looking like someone to you that is somebody you want to build around? Or do you look at your team as Bill Belichick and say, shit, we have about nine different places we could fill. Why don't I take a risk on a bridge quarterback? Garoppolo, Brissett, Mitch mm-hmm. Trubisky. And I know people are going, oh, ha, ha. but you should, probably should look at a distressed product that you can work with and hope you get lucky in the second time around with them. And then also draft and whether or not it's 15th overall. See, that's the pain of it is the Patriots are so well coached that they're probably not going to end up in the top six picks where some of those great quarterbacks reside. So they have to figure it out. So to predict what they'll do is really, really hard as you guys know, Mm -hmm. but what you have to be more than anything else in my estimation is, adaptable so you read the shit that we're talking about right now something's going to change between now and march something will change again around the draft and then it'll probably change again in june are you going to try and pinch yourself in right now and say oh let's go get sam donald just so you can look at your fans and say we did something or are you going to leave the doors open as long as you can and that i think has been one of bill belichick's strengths last year they bet wrong. They managed it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. They should have, after Garoppolo was dealt, continued to try and bring people in and stop the position. Would that have pissed Brady off? I don't know. But, but he left anyway. It he left anyway. Left it. You can't leave yeah. it the way he left it. You're right,
2: Cross.
1: Yeah, but uh, so, like, I, I've been pretty, like, I've gotten a lot of backlash from my friends about this, but I don't think Carson Wentz is, like, a bad like I don't think that's a bad prospect like I really like I'm really I like Garoppolo is probably my top prospect right now but I don't think Wentz would be a bad one because if you think about it that season he he helped get them to that Super Bowl he didn't get to the like playoffs but he still was like he had a great season uh and then like got hurt and then he's had like like one or two like seasons where he's not been great but like he still has I still think he has that talent and I think he just needs to get fully healthy and and I think with a good coaching staff, he could, I, I think he could maybe get back to that like Super Bowl year. Mm-hmm. And and I think, I think the Patriots would be a mean, good spot for him.
0: Yeah. Bobby,
2: yeah, you no, would no, do you agree with that? Um, the way I look at it is, I was looking at reports about that, just thinking of who we'd bring in next year. And they're saying the Eagles want like a Matt Stafford type, type deal back. So you're talking two first round picks, a second, and maybe, maybe Stidham who you already drafted again, who mm-hmm. hasn't worked out yet, but you never know. But when I heard that, that's when I was like, uh, I don't know, because then yeah. you're talking that first round pick who you might use on a Mac Jones, or maybe you've mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle falls to you. Or you use an edge rusher or whatever you need. That's out the window. Now, now you're all in on Carson Wentz.
0: And that, so that's me, what backs me up. Yeah. And that to, to both you, like in a vacuum cross, I agree with you. And Bobby but once you start to get in the weeds on all these we were, we're doing a on our show we were about to do something tonight on all right what's the value of each of these quarterbacks and we were going to talk about the top seven or eight guys and say well this guy would be worth two ones this guy would be worth one I said you know there's so much stuff that factors into what these guys are worth like who's worth more Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady well Deshaun Watson has not even close to the resume of Tom Brady. If you gave me the ball with the 20 with 45 seconds left and I needed a field goal, I'd take Tom Brady 10 times out of 10. But I'd give up more from Deshaun Watson because of age and contract status. So all those things enter into it. So to me, with Carson Wentz, his contract is so fat, so stupid, so Jared Goffian that I would run like hell from it. So that's why, like when where Wentz makes sense to me. Excuse me, Wentz makes no sense to me. Trubisky is the same player for virtually free compared. Second overall, yeah, yeah. you don't have to give up anything to get him. You don't have a $40 million contract. The Eagles already butchered this guy, the same way they did the Rams did with Poff. They gave him a huge price tag, and now it's like he's an upside-down mortgage.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I, I mean, I just, I see Wentz is like, a, I still think, I think he could be a valuable player. So yeah, I think he'll end up making a,
0: making a comeback at no, some point. Well, you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just there's so many factors with these guys that you have to weigh in before yeah, you are on. Agreed. Yeah,
1: I think, oh. yeah, he's, de- it's definitely like a tough, it's definitely like a tough situation if they do have to give up that much. But I think if you get him for cheap, I don't think, I don't, I think like, yeah, like you, you get, like a, a Trubisky could be like an option. I mean, I don't know if they want a project QB, but like they could just be looking for like a safe bet. And I think, I think Garoppolo is a safe bet because he knows the system. He's comfortable with the coaches. He knows the system. Like he's been in New England. He knows like the winning culture that's here. He won two Super Bowls with us technically. I mean, not, didn't play, but like he was on those teams. Yep. Uh, So I think he definitely is a safe option. And I, and I mean, I I think Brissett is less of a safe, safe option, but I think he, he, he knows the system too. And I think he could like he could develop into something in if you if we really tried with him. But yeah,
0: definitely. I think selling these this as a destination to a thirty year old quarterback is difficult too. If I'm a free agent, I mean, if you're traded, that's one thing. But ideally, you're convincing a free agent to come because then you don't have to give up any compensation in a trade. But if I'm trying to convince Jimmy Garoppolo at thirty. I'm going to have to pay him less than $20 million, get him to buy on that because he's a distressed asset. And then I'm also going to have to say, yeah, all that stuff you see at tight end and wide receiver, we're going to fix all that. Believe me. And he's going to have to believe it. So that's, what's hard. And you know what else is hard though? He's having to say that it's, it's six twenty-one, And I got to get ready for the show. And I don't think we finished everything we wanted to talk about, did we? Yeah, we, uh, it's fine. It's fine. We don't,
1: yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to hold you up, but um, yeah, I think that was a good conversation. So, but th- thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we got some good points. So
0: thank you uh, for coming on.
1: Um, yeah, thank we, you. We,
0: yeah. All right, boys. I appreciate yeah. you very much. Um, Go Silver Lake. Yeah. You have a good one. We'll tune in, tune in to NBC Sports Boston right now.
2: Yeah. yeah right, right now. Up. Let's go. See you, guys. <laughs> See you later. Yeah,
1: have a good one. Take care. I, I agree with him on the Carson Wednesday. thing. If we have to give up that much, I, and like you said, like if we have to give up that much, it's probably not worth it when you could get like somebody who's like fairly similar in a Mitch Trubisky. Um, but honestly, if you're looking for a bridge QB and like a safe safe player, Garoppolo is probably the way to go. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's just the way I think about it. Is you're trying to well for him, it's a tree. So that's that's where that comes in. But like it says he has free, to
1: but he also has to agree to, he it says he has a clause so in this that. deal that he has to agree to the trade destination. Okay, so
2: that's big too. So he's in the same like the same boat as those free agents. So you have to like Tom was saying, you have to convince him, "Hey, we have nothing right now that even Brady couldn't deal with, but if you come here, we'll fix it." That's as a football fan and as a football player. I don't see me putting him in in into his shoes. I don't see him looking at New England and say, "Yeah, I'll go back there." Versus he but has he, like Debo, but Samuel he also Ayuk. may yeah.
1: But he also may be like uh, the Niners may not like he like the Niners may not want him there like as a starter, and he might be like, well. Patriots have have all this cap money. Like they have a ton of cap money that they can use mm-hmm. on like a like a Galladay or even Godwin. They could get Godwin, Galladay, Godwin. I'm trying to think who else is out there. Um, uh, Allen Robinson,
2: Marvin um, Jones,
1: Marvin Jones. Like there's like a bunch of guys out there, and there's even some like um, lesser ones like Curtis Samuel you can get for like on the cheaper side. Like those are like solid guys, and you still have um. A couple guys coming back there, so like Myers or Myers is a solid receiver that will probably be returning. Uh, we'll probably re-sign James White, maybe not Birdhead. We'll probably get White back, uh, who's a good receiving back. Then you'll have yeah, Damian um... Harris, Harris, who's a solid back. They'll, they, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to pick up uh, Michelle's fifth year, like fifth year option, and I, and that's still like you have, you'll have a good running back room. him. And if the Patriots play their cards right, they'll have solid receivers. And I'm not, I'm not like all out on the the tight ends they drafted last year either. They struggled with some injuries, and I think they'll be healthy next year. And I think we'll actually see them next year. And I, uh, I think this year was more just like, just like a complete shit show from the start with Cam. Like um, Cam is like a throwing uh, quarterback. He didn't do very well with that, obviously, based on his stats, but. And I think I think we'll see more from our tight ends next year. And if they can build their receivers, I think we'll be fine. Because our offensive line is still pretty good. Mm. The guy they drafted last year is good. Wynn is good when he's healthy. David Andrews is solid. Um, and then, our honestly, I, I know I'm getting a little off track, but our defense isn't gonna, isn't all that bad. They were pretty good this year. And our special teams is great. But our defense is pretty good this year. And we had all those guys opt out. The exactly. Team, High Tower and High Tower and Chung are huge. Those are huge. huge. But like and yeah, and I, um, I read the thing about uh, Dev McCourty said that from what he he's heard from those guys, they're coming back next year. He doesn't know uh-huh. a single player that's retiring. And then that also includes Marcus Cannon on the offensive line. So
2: there's just a lot to take into account. Like this, mm-hmm. you can take this season and throw it out the window. That that's over. That's that's the yeah, 2020, that- 2021 season. It's gone. This is going to be well, a new Patriots complete,
1: team. Well, it's a complete like, Brady leaving was a complete like, like, shit show because it was just like everyone was like, oh no, like, what the hell? Like, what do we do? Yeah. And I think it was more just like they needed to figure out what they needed to do first. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody,
2: think, and everybody yeah. is including the Patriots front office because they've never had to deal with this before. They've ever yeah. had a quarterback problem. They've yeah. had the same guy for 20 years. Once, yeah, six they,
1: yeah, all the guys in that office have not been you know, they, they weren't there twenty years ago before Brady was there. I think we're, like Kraft and Belichick are the only guys like left. Like like they're yeah. the only ones who had to deal with it. Like and even Belichick barely had to deal with it. Exactly. Like in in New England, he I think like one or two years that he had to deal with it. But um, I don't know. I feel like I I also think this is ever note. I think Belichick needs to give up his GM responsibilities. But
2: 100%. like
1: uh, but like still, I mean. I think if we find a QB, we'll be okay. And I, honestly, I think I don't think it'll be this year. We'll find like a, Q, a QB that will be like a like a ter- like a QB for some like amount of time. I think it's they're mm-hmm. mostly going to be one or two year guys. Yep. And I think Garoppolo could be like a th- two to three year guy for us yep. while we try and find someone in the draft. Um, find a steal. I mean, you could find a steal. honestly like Mac Jones isn't a terrible option um mm-hmm. I, I mean he was throwing to like two like two of the best receivers in college football but like I was watching him in that national championship game and he looked very good <laughs> like he, he wasn't it wasn't like the receivers were doing all the work he yeah. was he was throwing dots I mean he was being smart with the ball he was moving around the pocket pretty well I mean could be an option I mean I wouldn't like if we can get someone in the trade or free agency, I think that would be ideal because then yeah. we could use, we could address other positional problems in the draft. But
2: yeah, I see us doing a couple of things. I see us going drafting like a Mac Jones and then signing like a Fitzpatrick, like yeah. as a little mentor kind of deal, or trading number one or our first round pick for like a Garoppolo, a Brissette. Or just signing a guy and using. The well, first I think for rider. sets a free agent, is he?
1: Yeah, because okay. yeah, he, he he is. So he, you could probably get him for cheap money too. You could yeah. probably get him for like the contract we signed Newton for this year. And actually, that's a point I want to make. Everyone's like crapping on like the Newton signing now, and like that was terrible. Why would they do that? But when I, I wasn't convinced that Newton when they signed him. I was actually like very skeptical, and everyone was like, "They signed Cam Newton. This is huge!" Like we're going to be like, we're going to be good again. Like we're going to make the, and I was like, like, I thought we were going to be like, I thought we were going to make the playoffs. Like I I ended up coming around to it, but I was like, I, when they first signed him, my initial reaction was like, I don't know. I don't think that's great. And everyone was like freaking out. And I was like, and then, now they're freaking out. Like, Oh, that was terrible. I'm like, you guys are like celebrating it when they signed, like, like saying we're like the Patriots were genius. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I my my know, I, reaction
2: was a little biased considering he's like my favorite athlete, like ever. Besides Tom oh, Brady, yeah, no,
1: Nolan's that way. Nolan always points out he has the rookie, uh the rookie Cam Newton jersey,
2: Never,
1: and right. he's like the biggest Cam fan ever. And I was like, I was like, dude, relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: but um, um, yeah, yeah, that's funny.
1: Um, I mean that that's all I got. I feel like like we covered most of it. Um, so if. I think we're good. So yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Um, Thank you to Tommy Kern for coming on. Thank you for Bobby for joining me today uh, for this. Um, Yeah. So everyone make sure you like, and subscribe, follow our uh, Instagram at offbeat on our sports and we'll see you next time. Perfect.